1: What's going on, Coastline? You guys doing good this morning? Awesome. Hey, uh, past couple weeks, we've been going through a series uh, called The One, and specifically talking about uh, marriage, our pursuit of marriage, uh, uh, one with each other, but also for those that are continuing to pursue marriage or the idea of married, getting being married one day. Um, and um, in this pursuit, as a church, we uh, started to do some research and, and realized that um, when it comes to uh, marriages, if you look in the studies and stuff like that, what's going on in the world, I mean it really is like a, a scary time. It's, you know, there's a there's a lot of things to, uh, to, to watch out for because there, if you look at statistics, it's something like 50% of marriages fail. Uh, and end in divorce. And I don't believe that that's what God intended or wants for our marriages. And so we're trying to, uh, you know, go through a little bit into into life and in the Bible and to our even our own past experiences to figure out, you know, is there uh, tools? Is there things that we can add to our lives uh, that can help to uh, give us the right understanding of what our good godly marriage should look like or how we can adjust it ourselves uh, or how we can prepare for it for the future? And so that's what we've been doing the past couple weeks. Um, if you missed any of it, you can actually go online, uh, at cosine NS- cosine and um, and check out the past couple weeks if you want to, um, and uh, and it's they've been pretty great so far. So this week though, we want to do something a little bit different. Yes. Uh, and so. Uh, Erica and I, as in our pursuit of each other, as we've been doing like date nights and stuff like that, uh, the, over the past probably month, we've kind of been adjusting some things, and we've been, uh, actually one of the things that we've been doing together that's been a lot of fun is, is cooking. We don't do a whole lot of cooking in our house. You know, uh, the things that we do cook are, you know, you talk about like corn dogs for the kids and stuff like that, or like, you know, en- uh, enchiladas every now and then or something. Uh, but we kind of started doing it as like a... Um, A fun thing for us to do together as date night. You know, there's there's fun in the preparation. We talk uh, along the way, uh, and we just kind of have a good time with it. And so we thought this morning, man, wouldn't it be cool uh, if we could kind of use some of the tools that we've been using lately uh, and try to, uh, we're going to try to do a cooking thing and (laughs) preach a sermon together at the same time and not burn the school down. So um this is real and raw and so you just go with it
0: we this did not w- practice this either. we didn't
1: practice this one time
0: so we've
1: made this before um but we'll see if it really works but today in honor of this being like the the south's most famous holiday you because of the daytona 500 right yeah boogity 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 it's my favorite let's day. go racing yeah. Uh, we figured, what bowl. more fitting thing to make than biscuits and gravy? Yeah. Uh, for our church. Southern so, tradition. Southern tradition. This is a southern staple to any home. If you're even if you're not southern, we got people. We got some people from Ohio, right? A couple people I met. Yeah. Some yeah. So we're not gonna hold it against you. But biscuits <laughs> and gravy, you're gonna want some of this afterwards. So I'm gonna pray for us. You guys pray for me. Uh, and then we're gonna do a little sermon, a little a little cooking prep all at the same time. So let's pray. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much uh, for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for how you're allowing Eric and I to grow in our relationship and marriage with one another. Got to pray for the marriages in this room. I pray for the people in this room that one day uh, are that are in pursuit of marriage, um, that are preparing for marriage. I pray that you would give us the right tools. I pray your Holy Spirit would teach us through this, give us the right mindset and understanding of one another and what marriage should be. Help us to separate kingdom and culture and find truth in what is what is you and i thank you so much for what's to come in jesus name we pray everybody said
0: amen amen Amen.
1: okay so to get started beforehand um when it comes to cooking right there's a couple things you got to have right one of them is a recipe right everyone should have a good recipe uh and you can here's the thing here's the thing i you know recipes are uh are we putting these on erica we can it's up to you i feel like it's part of for the visual visual it's where it's at. Oh yeah, that's a good one right there, right? Oh,
0: maybe I need to tie your tire. They
1: got the extra large ones for yeah the big boys. Um, Paula Dean, come on now. Um, oh, Paula Dean, she's known for one thing. What is it? Butter. Butter. That lady loves some butter. butter. I'll Tell you what. Do you mean it's? I watched hand one hand of her hand shows. Hand? Yeah, this kind of looks like a. Never mind. This? I don't know. I don't know what cup apron I am, but. There's I, something here. I don't know what we're doing today, but Thanks, you will baby. be
0: entertained, Thanks okay? That's entertained. for sure, all right? That we can guarantee.
1: You need, okay, so you got to have, you gotta, when it comes to cooking stuff, you got to have the right tools, right? You got to have a little bit of a plan, and um, <laughs> and you got to have a recipe for like what's going to happen. It's, I think it's the same thing for marriage. And so what we're going to do, starting out uh, specifically um, for this biscuits and gravy Uh, This is an old uh, recipe passed down from grandmother, my my grandmother Helen Nichols, um, my dad's mom. She had nine children, and so she had to figure out how to feed nine kids all at one time. So, uh, but she passed this down. Anyways, we're gonna start it off a little bit different. We're gonna do maybe a a quarter to a third a pound of bacon, which when it comes to sausage gravy, this is something I'm. This is going off script, so it's all right. But a little little bacon. Ooh, you hear the sizzle. Mm. Ooh, everybody's be gonna to, be starving. You can be able to smell it here yeah. in a little bit. So, uh, do a little bit of bacon, and this is just part of part one of an, of of the ingredients that you put into doing sausage and gravy. Erica is going to be doing the biscuits part. Which okay. here's the crazy thing. Are
0: we ready? Yeah. No. Oh yeah. You're on. We're doing it. Oh okay.
1: One, the thing that you need to know is one of Erica's greatest fears in life is having to open the thing of biscuits. I hate this right? so much. <laughs> Thing right up, <laughs> that thing blew right up, did That thing blew right up. So, um, normally to cook a thing of biscuits, like, I you got to have, minute. like...
0: You know, Let's <laughs> okay, right, yeah. not Let the ones that were on the ground. It's all right.
1: Um, They're going to th- cook. To do a thing of biscuits, it takes something like 25 to 27 minutes, which is crazy, right? Because um, we don't have 25 to 27 minutes to preach a sermon and to do biscuits. But we found a hack. You can take the Grand's Biscuits... And you can put them in an air fryer for seven minutes at 375. We're ready. We're ready. Put them in there. <laughs> We're gonna do four of them at 375, and those suckers will bake perfectly. So that's what you. Uh, that's that's your hack of the day from Brian and Erica's Cooking Channel. Also, um, you can make
0: donuts out of biscuits. Yes. In if the air you fryer. take a
1: if you take a shot glass and cut well. <laughs> All right. If you're a Baptist, you can take your shot glass, um, cookie cutter, cookie cutter, and uh, and cut out of the center, and you bake these things, and then you uh, douse them with a little butter from uh, Miss Paula Dean, and some sugar and some cinnamon, and you've got perfect homemade donuts. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yes, anybody smell baking yet? You smell? It's getting there. Everybody's gonna get real hungry. So, um,
0: my heart is still pounding from opening those biscuits.
1: That thing really blew up. It I really know. did. It was almost like... That's a little, never happened a like extra. that bad before. There's a little extra. And okay, in front so we of got people, some bacon. That's fine. Um, we got some sausage we're going to put in. These are just part of the ingredients of what creates sausage and gravy. Um, biscuits. You Make sure you get that beep on the microphone. We need to really hear that.
0: 375.
1: 375. 7 minutes. 7 minutes. Air fry. Got it. All right. So... We're at a point where we are committed to this now, right? We're, we're in it. Which is part one in the sermon part of uh, part three of our marriage series commitment, right? You gotta have commitment when it comes to cooking, right? We got things heated up. Yeah. We got the pan's hot, the air fryer's hot, things are going, we're cranking right along. No matter what happens next, like these ingredients are not going back to what they were before. No. Nope. Right? You cannot, you're not putting the bacon back in the bacon packaging, you're not gonna put the you're not going to put the biscuits back in the biscuit, Patrick, sure. without yeah. some counseling anyways. Um, same, for, same for marriage. Same thing when it comes to us as, as when it comes to our marriages. There is commitment that needs to happen. And the commitment is understanding that change is going to occur. That there's not a point in which we are going to protect ourselves if this goes bad or whatever. This is mutual understanding and agreement that we are risking and going it all in with one another. This is for if you're married or about ready to be married or thinking about one day I might want to get married. When it comes to the commitment, a lot of people think that they use marriage or marriage, they think of marriage as a contract. Right. right? Which we use contracts Every day in our lives, right? People use contracts for different things. Uh, we've got a mortgage contract. If you if you're buying a home or thinking about buying a home, part of that mortgage contract is uh, is a layer of protection, right? It's normally built off of like distrust. So specifically, when it comes to the bank, the bank does not say, "Hey, we don't trust you at just your word that you're going to pay us and give us the interest that we want and stuff like that." So we're going to put it in a contract. You're going to say in the contract, hey, this interest rate, you know, what's going to stay here. You're not going to try to keep getting money from me. And then when I'm done paying you, I get the title of my house, right? It's a contract. But when it comes to this commitment that we're making with one another, when it comes to marriage, it's not about a commitment. It's about, it's actually based off of an Old Testament word called covenant. And a covenant is not built off of distrust, it's not this thing of, of self-preservation and protection. It's based off of commitment and love and understanding with one another. Now, the Bible talks about this covenant in a verse that we use uh, all throughout the past couple weeks. Uh, it's Galatians 2, chapter t- uh, 24, Genesis. which says...
0: Well, in Genesis, Did I say Galatians? Yep, you did. <laughs> well, for all the
1: people... Hey, real quick. Um, one thing that we were supposed to talk about and we didn't, yeah. and this actually is a good catch is some people don't know that when it comes to all the scripture that I read on a Sunday or the notes that I go through mm-hmm. what did I know about it
0: yeah so you can actually follow along as Brian or whoever is teaching is teaching along on a Sunday morning so if you have your phone if you have the U version Bible app which is the brown Bible if you have that one you can actually go on it and go to the events section of the U version app and you find coastline right there and you can follow along with all the scriptures that we teach on on a Sunday morning and you can make notes in there you can save it. if you want to go back and read it later. It's a really great tool to keep up. I usually have it up um, if Brian's teaching and I'm following along on my phone. I'm making notes. It's a really great tool to follow along because sometimes the scriptures, they come up so fast and they go and you're like, what was that one again? You're thinking midweek. You want to go back and read more. So follow along with us on the YouVersion Bible app this morning as we do these scriptures. So if Brian says the wrong scripture name.
1: You can say, hey, you're wrong. You're wrong. All but right. TJ's got me right. Yeah. So not Galatians, but Genesis. In Genesis. What does it say? Genesis
0: 2.24, it says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one.
1: Now, what's the word that's bold there? United. United, which is the word we're going to talk about today. I think that has to do a lot with the commitment that we have with one another. That word united uh, is actually about this connection coming together uh, and, and and not being you know, pieces that are along with, but pieces that are now connected and, and one. Much like some of these agreements we're putting together, they're, at at the end of this meal, they're not going to be bits of bacon and sausage and everything. At some point, it's going to come together and be one. And so, this commitment that we have for one another, Jesus continues to talk about. He refers to this past uh, uh, verse in Galatians, or,
0: in Genesis, Genesis yes. he
1: talks about it in Matthew chapter 19. And what does he say, Erica?
0: And he says, and he said, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one.
1: But he doesn't stop there. No. Right? He adds something afterwards. He's trying, he's actually trying to be tricked by the or the Pharisees are trying to trick him, and they're asking about law and divorce and stuff. But he adds something on top of what it's also said in Genesis. He says.
0: Sorry, Uh, he said, since they are no longer two but one, let no one separate apart what God has joined together.
1: So he talks about this idea of covenant, this idea of commitment with one another, especially when it comes to marriage. That it is this connection that that God has ordained and allowed and likes to see happen. And that once it happens, that commitment, uh, which is based off of, or that, that covenant, which is based off of commitment, should stand strong and should continue. And so when it comes to us right now, when it comes to us, the cooking year, we're committed to it. We're going to see the process through. There's no going back. We are steadfast and we're focused on what's ahead. When it comes to our marriage for Erica and I, we know that it's, we're not going into this. We're not continuing to pursue each other with the hope that we've got or with the understanding that we've got to try to protect ourselves or we've got to try to defend ourselves. We really have got to continue to lend and be committed to one another. This thing's beeping, not because it's going to blow up. I don't want you guys, <laughs> all the type A people just got real nervous that he's burning some. It says flip it like halfway, Yeah. but because we're rebellious, we're not doing that. So just keep on going. All right, so part one is what? Commitment. <laughs> Commitment. We've got to commit.
0: Honestly, my heart is still racing from opening that biscuit. <laughs> I have That's never right. been so scared in my whole life. All
1: right, so the bacon and sausage is coming along. we got a nice little mixture. What do you see in the bottom of this? You see... Little crispy bits of bacon. You see, I like to see little crispy bits of sausage. You get the little browning going on Uh, because we bought this hot plate for $19 from Walmart. It's not doing the best thing. It's still looking good. It smells great, right? What else do you see? There's something at the bottom of this.
0: A little bit of grease.
1: Little bit of grease. Yeah. Just a little bit. This is where Paula Deen would love this meal. This is not a meal for you people that are uh, very health conscious. Uh, If you need calories, this is you all day. Uh, if you're on a weight loss program, I don't know what you could substitute in to make this happen because it's got gluten, it's got fat, it's got deliciousness. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're, some of you are excited about that, some of you are like, dude, I'm just trying to lose some LBs, don't eat this. Um, you can smell it. Some grease at the bottom. A lot of people think we got to drain off this grease.
0: Right. The you're grease not going to want to do
1: this. You don't, you do not want to drain off the grease because the grease. Is a part of the ingredients that we need, right? right. And the grease. Right now, we're at a, a a core or key part in the process of this recipe. I said a key word in there. You know what that key word was? It's number two on our notes right there. Right there, number process. two. Process. <laughs> process. Which is number two point of our sermon. We're talking about the process. Okay. So, do you know what happens next in the process of this cooking?
0: Um, you're gonna add something. I'm adding.
1: Yeah, I gotta add something. Mm-hmm. You know what I gotta add? Flour. Flour. How much flour?
0: I don't know. You don't measure anything.
1: Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? All right, yeah. so you're going to be my flower girl. Oh. Okay. I learned this from Pauline. You're supposed to take a little bit and like
0: oh, oh. Oh. put it on
1: you so it looks like you did something, oh, okay. right? All right. So it's like, oh, so like people, when they eat here. it, they're like, got this person slaved over it all day. <laughs> all right, so you can take some flour, and I got okay. a spoon. Okay. And <laughs> I think we're going to do about two, two, two heaping spoonfuls, but you got to like, You gotta do one of these. You gotta shake it shake it. Shake it like a Yeah, okay. That was good. And then you mix along the way. Okay. Gotta mix it. Okay, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Now the flour is a key ingredient, but more than just being a key ingredient, the thing that is that is definitely something you gotta watch out for here is it is a key part in the process. Now here's the thing, when people look at recipes, they think, you know what? we just got to get all the ingredients right, right? If we put it all in, uh, all the ingredients in, then it's got to create what you want it to create, right? It's just part of, part of it. You know, you put carrots in a carrot cake, you know? Um, but this, this flour you want to put in, it's going to create a little bit of root. I think we're going to need more. just a little bit more. You're looking for a specific consistency. But in this part, re- the recipe, the ingredient part is not necessarily the thing at this moment that is important. It is the process. It is the, the part in which you are putting it in and what time. And that is incredibly important because here's the thing. The flour. this is such a weird thing because I'm trying to tie in spiritual truths with also if you want to go home and cook some sausage gravy biscuits, you know what's going on. So I'm setting you up for success Cooking on both cases. Slash sermon. So you see how this is a little bit, a little bit pasty, right? Yeah. It's got a little bit of flour. You can't really see the flour anymore, right? You see any white flour? No. You want it to be all cooked down. Now the next thing we're going to add is some milk. Okay. So we got milk in a summation jar. Go ahead and put it How much
0: in. milk do I add in?
1: Yeah. Okay. Until um, so I tell you to stop. Keep going, keep going. Okay, we'll try that. See how it goes. Actually, can you stir this? Yeah. And I can yeah. talk yeah, over this. Perfect. Nice. It makes me feel better. Okay. Um, it's going to thicken up quick. But here's the thing. When it comes to the process, especially for the cooking side of this thing, you have to have, gravy's got to be thick, right? You don't want to have a loose or like liquidy gravy because then you just got sausage soup with a biscuit inside of it. And that's gross. Nobody, nobody wants a sausage soup. Definitely going to need some more milk. Okay. It's going to continue to thicken. Okay. Um, but uh, what a lot of people do is they get to this point where they're like, you know what, I'm going to add the milk. And then they're like, oh no, it's so soupy and so watery. Now I'm going to put flour in it which is not the way to go because it's going to taste gross, it's going to taste like uncooked flour, not the way to cook, okay? In the process, the process of when you add the ingredients is important. It's the same thing when it comes to our marriages. See, right now we live in a time where culturally it's acceptable to to put in the elements in the, the ingredients when it comes to marriage at any point. And at some point, we just hope and succeed, we hope that it's going to succeed, that we're going to stick it in the oven, that we're going to stick it in the pan, and it's going to continue to cook the way that it needs to, and it's going to taste right, and it's going to be successful. But that's not the case. Let me, let me show you by example. One, definitely going to need some more milk. Okay. We might even add some water to that here in a second. Also, let's put some pepper. Okay. That's salt. salt. We're going to do salt and pepper. Okay. I like a lot of pepper. A lot of pepper. Wow. That's Keep cooking. Pepper. Okay. You know, we live in a culture right now where how you go about getting married or you take the next steps to, to, to having a marriage is, you know, you find someone to date, right? Someone that is, that is compatible with you, that you have some of the similar same likings and requirements uh, of, of life, which I'm going to tell you even that right there, culture's got wrong. Because there's a time in which, especially for a marriage, man, opposites sometimes are better than things that are alike. There's a lot of times that, that our opposites actually attract each other, yep. right? Yep. And so when it comes to, to culturally... They say, man, put the ingredients into whatever, you know, get together, start dating, start, you know, having some physical intimacy and having sex with one another. You know, maybe you go out and you buy, buy a dog and you have this dog together, right? You, how many of you guys got friends that have done that? I know no one here is dumb enough to go do that, but we've got friends that have done that, right? You've got this dog, this co-dog now together. It's the, it's the, it's the dogger or whatever you want to call it that you have in your little family. You, you, you get a, you get a little house or an apartment together. You have it. You sign a lease if, if you're doing any of this, I am not trying to condemn you or anything. Please stick with me. Don't be offended by any of this. I'm just trying to help out us in an understanding of the difference between what culture says we should do in pursuing marriage and what the kingdom says. So we put all these pieces together and then it doesn't work out. And then what do we do? We separate them all. We get out of our lease. We figure out Split who's got the, do- Split Split the, the dog. Split custody of the dog. You've got it on the weekends, right? Which that's baloney. Uh,
0: wait, 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 hold on
1: we probably add some water to it now and some more pepper. I think you need more pep. Ooh. I like pep. But it's looking good. You like it? Sure. It's looking good. Just a little bit of water. Keep cooking. Yeah. But we start splitting all these pieces apart. We give, you know, the, the dining room table or the couch to her and, and he keeps the bed and stuff. And what we end up doing is we've we've literally practiced divorce. We've gotten to the point where we're like, we've we've put our lives together and now we've divorced lives we've connect our spirits together and physically together through through sex and physical intimacy and now we're not doing that anymore so we're separating each other and we do this about half a dozen times until we find the one and then we think why is it gonna be so easy why is it so easy for us to get divorced why is it so easy for us to get disconnected it's because we've practiced this cultural mindset of what's okay we've we've gotten out of the right process when it comes to pursuit of marriage. So I think one of the things that we've got to understand is, is the process has got to be changed a little bit. The second thing I, which I didn't mean to do this, this actually just turned into me preaching.
0: It's okay. And you
1: cooking, which okay. is not for this next part that I'm going to talk about, uh, is definitely not the way it's supposed to be.
0: It's okay. You totally, when it comes to marriage in the
1: it. in the processes of marriages, there's two things that that create so much tension and struggle and strife. One of them is sex itself, which we could have a whole, a whole uh, weekend, on, weekend on, and we should talk about. It's something that you know everyone in church. It's like one of these things we don't want to talk about because we act like it's not happening, but we're all thinking about it. We're all doing it. It's all a part of our lives. Like why do we not talk about it in church? Come on, people. Um, you're already feeling feeling a little tension right now. That's all right. So if she's not burning the gravy. We're good to go.
0: What do I do now?
1: Just keep stirring. Okay. It's, it's part of the process. <laughs>
0: He makes get, this, not me.
1: It, it's looking great, though. It needs to okay. get a little browner. That's why we're... Okay. That's why we're sitting... We're stirring and we're cooking. If it gets too thick, add some add some water. Or milk, Erica's... And milk? Megan? Well, I've already put, like, a, like four cups. She knows. If you're poor, you just add a little water. That's all right. But we have the I'm milk. I'm poor. That's why I know. I'm like... I ain't got to... Erica leaves me, like, this much milk. You got to do what you got, right? It's not our my- coffee cream. I mean, French vanilla just tastes a little weird in your...
0: Might be
1: good. first area of tension when it comes to marriage and stuff like that and the process that we get out of understanding is sex. It's one of those things that we've got to get right. The second thing, though, is this another S word, uh, which creates a lot of tension, and, and that is the word submission. And the reason why submission is such a tough thing is because it's been used poorly. It's been misquoted in the Bible, and the way and where it's been put has been wrong for, for many, many years. And so what I want us to look for is is look at the Bible and see what the Bible says when it comes to submission inside of marriage. The Apostle Paul says this to the church at Ephesus. He says, and further, submit to one another out of reference for Christ. Right? But when we read this, we just actually, you know, a lot of people, they want to use this, this next verse as ammunition, so they just like skip over this part and they go to the next, which says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands and to the Lord. For husband, or as to the Lord, for a husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body, as the church, and the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. And I don't know how many people have used this as ammunition against their partner, their spouse, and saying, You're supposed to do what I say to do. First of all, if any wives and your husbands do that, you say, Hold on a second. Uh, You know what pastor Brian's email is on the church center app. Let's bring him into the conversation in loving way Let's see what he has to say about this now. We're gonna come and we're gonna have a little meeting a little conversation Because when it comes to this process When Paul's writing this he's saying it in a process itself He's saying there's something that comes first and that first thing is in further submit to one another out of reference to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. That means I submit to you. I submit mm-hmm. to you, and you submit to me, right? Yes. There's self. Uh, there's mutual submission in the relationship. If two become one. And then it says, wives well, submit to husbands, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop there. What does it say after that? You want to read this other part, and I'll finish off the agreement. Okay. The last part.
0: For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her.
1: What's the last part again?
0: (laughs) For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. He
1: gave up his life for her. You know, I think a lot of times we, uh, husbands, use this this verse to try to get their way or to try to prove a point that, you know, they want to do what they want to do. But ultimately, uh, Paul is talking about that Jesus literally gave of himself was selfless it wasn't about it it was to help out the bride which was the church and the same thing should be happening to us as husbands you know when it comes to this verse there's so much that says like wives you should do this wives you should submit And and I think when it comes to leadership of a home man that's how our house operates I'm the lead of the home but that doesn't mean I always get my way being the leader doesn't mean I decide everything that we do if that's the case, that, that's a dictatorship, that's not leadership, and that's not how a marriage should work. I understand, as a good leader, that decisions should be made together. I understand that my wife has, has a lot of great strengths that I don't have. What are some of those strengths?
0: Oh, my strengths? Tell me that your you strengths. don't have. That I don't have. Okay, spelling yeah. is yeah. one of them. Yup. <laughs> Organization.
1: Organization, what else?
0: Uh, time management. Yeah, etiquette. Like being somewhere on time.
1: Um, what about grace, grace, passion for,
0: well, you're pretty good at forgiving, but I'm, I'm going to forgive compassion, grace. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you need a pat on the back, you call Erica. Don't, you don't want to call me. are yeah. some strengths that I got that you don't
0: have? Um, you are an assertive communicator. And I, you are, Yeah. that is, that is actually something if you I need
1: the truth. You call me.
0: It's, hey, people need the truth sometimes and Brian can give it to you and that's great. Brian also um, has the most faith of anyone that I've, not that I don't have faith, but he's got enough faith for both of us in most situations. I'm going to trust
1: God to work it out.
0: Always. He's taught me a lot in that way. What else?
1: In all these strengths and weaknesses that we have, we understand that God has given us leadership in different areas that is supposed to help each other. Yeah. That's not something that's supposed to compete with one another, but it's supposed to help continue to help us together. So there's decisions that we make together. There's things that we understand that we're going to have mutual submission and help with one another about. It's not just the Brian show. It's the same thing with our church. You know, I'm, I'm the leader of our church. But if we just get in a meeting, I just dictate to everybody what we're going to do. Guess what? That church ain't going to last very long. Yeah. That, that team ain't going to last very long. I'm not going to want to be on that team. That's not a successful way for us to continue to do life. Why do we think it's a successful way for us to continue to do our marriages? Okay, this uh, biscuits and gravy is about done. What do you think? Does it look like it?
0: It looks, it looks like biscuits. Okay, so it
1: looks, it looks like gravy. this is the time in which the cooking show, they have people they pay to come clean up, okay. and you don't have to clean up, which is my least favorite part of cooking. But let's get some of this stuff out of the way. Okay. And we need somebody who need can need an be, intermission? We need a guinea pig. Who would look like a good guinea pig? What about Monk? Monk, no. What about <laughs> Dave Lincoln Holker? You like uh, biscuits and gravy? You know it. Okay, come on up here, dude. This is gonna be weird because Dave's technically running all the. Scr- I can't do any scriptures while we're here. Let's just do two biscuits and we'll split them in oh, half okay. because otherwise it's gonna be a lot of biscuits. It's be a whole, Too much biscuits. A lot of biscuits. Oh, they're hot. There, the office. Show them you got to show them the biscuits. Oh. Look at the steam! Oh, oh! Whoa! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not air the biscuits. Air fried biscuits. Air fried biscuits. Hey, you know what? You're supposed to it's taste this hot. along the way, and I have not done it at all. Pepper content looks good. You like, I like a lot of pepper yeah, Oh, bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Here, you want this? Oh. <laughs> ma'am. Now I don't have to go to Pappy's after. <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I didn't even use the biscuits that <laughs> fell on the floor. <laughs> Just for you, I used the ones. Got a little pepper <laughs> in that <laughs> one, it. <laughs>
1: I'm going to tell you what son if you weren't saved before you put this in your mouth you're going get you going to get saved you're going to find Jesus you go ahead and try that that's Jesus on plate right give us a little Jesus on a plate he says a little bite you tell me if that's uh, if that's worth it I should have brought another plate should have you eat that one't you? That's just
0: right <laughs> <Yeah>. he's out <laughs> thank you Dave yeah, yeah give Dave that, right? Give Dave a hand huh.
1: he's a very good uh, model when it comes to that. Uh, if anybody else wants, we probably got enough for one more, but you have to get out of a pan and you got to sign a not going to sue me clause or whatever about getting burned, but we'll have some for later on. Well, don't
0: do that because then the thing's going to get hot.
1: Well, this is, see, talking about strengths and okay. weaknesses, you know, yeah. logic is one of your strengths. Yeah. That was fun so far, right? All right. Good job. Hey. We cooked. The last part that I want to talk about is ingredients. And... Um, when this is all said and done, we should have taken pictures so you guys could all see. I know everyone couldn't be able to see the biscuits and gravy, but they look beautiful. They look delicious. Uh, you know, Dave's going to continue to chow down on them. You're not going to see them anymore. They're gone forever. <laughs> but as I was doing, <clears throat> actually, a wedding this past week, at the end of the wedding, they had me do this thing called a sand ceremony where they got together and they, they took two, piece, two different colors of sand that both were represent ingredients in their lives, their own Selves and who they were and the characters that they had. And they poured it together as one into one jar, and they sealed it up. And at the end of it, they had me say something like, at this point, there's no way to get these ingredients separate from one another. You could never go back. When it comes to the sausage and gravy, man, you could sit down and try to get all the pepper out and try to get all the sausage out and try to get all the bacon out and the flour, and there ain't no way you'd ever do it the ingredients have come together as one. But if you were to take one of the ingredients out, it would just change it a little bit. It would taste different. You took the pepper out, it, it, would, it, would, taste, it would taste a little bit different. If you took the flour out, it would look different. I, I've, I would say this is a successful biscuits and gravy. I think if you take some of the ingredients out, it <clears throat> it's not as successful. And so I want to challenge you with when it comes to your marriage to to make sure the ingredients are there and are a part of it i'm gonna read some verses that talk about specifically love and talk about you know uh, the the unity of the church which is, i think is a great illustration for us to understand like how our unity should be with one another as a couple but when it comes to respect when it comes to i mean when it comes to things like physical intimacy and stuff like that man there's, we've gotten to the point where as a church we've not talked about these things we've not talked about the different ingredients and because because culture has used them wrong, we've kind of adjusted in our own mindset that some of these things are wrong. And it's not. I think the ingredients have got to be a part to make the recipe come out the way it's supposed to, specifically when it comes to our marriages. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 through 15 says this, and this is talking about church unity, but I definitely think it's applicable to us. It says, since God chose you to be a holy people, he loves, you. Must, you must clothe yourself with tenderhearted mercy, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness and patience. Man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going be honest, that patience one, yeah. that's one that I leave out of the recipe many times. Mm-hmm. Even this morning, can we be transparent? This morning, did it feel like I had a whole lot of patience? No. Not a whole lot of patience. It's something I'm working on too. I hope you guys know this. Remember, uh, make allowances for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Baby, one of the things I'm thankful for is that this is an ingredient that you have in your life that you bring to the table. Because if I was married to me, <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have left my butt a long time ago. God knew. God knew. God knew. You're if I was be married to me, I wouldn't be alive, but I don't me. think right now.
0: Yeah.
1: It says, Remember the Lord forgave you. You must forgive others. Above all else, clothe yourself with love. Which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of the one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. As a married couple, I'm going to tell you this. You're called to live in peace. Some of these ingredients that it lists out, maybe, maybe you haven't been added to the recipe. Maybe it's time to put it in. Maybe it's time to add just a little dash of kindness and humility into the recipe of what you're what you're cooking. One of my favorite verses uh, to do at a at a wedding is uh, 1 Corinthians 13. But it's actually my favorite though because of a, the rebellious nature I have. As a pastor, I understand what this verse comes from and so many people they use it in their in their, their wedding and they don't they think man this is the most romantic part of the Bible. And as I read it and understand it, I know the Apostle Paul, he wasn't talking about romance whatsoever. He was talking about church leadership. He was talking about us as a church and us as followers of Christ and, and how we're supposed to love each other. I think it's great and applicable to our marriages and it should be. And in this case, I'm gonna use it in that way as well. But this, this doesn't just stop at Erica and I. This is how we're supposed to treat one another. It's a great illustration Of love. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 through 7 says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. But my wife's supposed to submit to me. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Love does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, even if it's tired. Mm. It keeps no record of wrongs. It rejoices with the truth. Wait, no, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices wherever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never loses faith. It's always hopeful. Endures through every circumstance. It never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. <clears throat> I said this the past couple of weeks, but one of the main ingredients that you gotta have when it comes to making your marriage is Christ has gotta be at the center of it. If he's not there, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be really tough for you to stand a chance. It's not something you're supposed to be doing on your own let them help you through it my hope and prayer is that at some point you remember a little bit of this fun thing that we did and apply it to how you make your marriage your marriage to be the marriage that you're in right now some people maybe it allows you to find healing from what you've been through Marriage takes commitment. Yeah. Marriage is something that you've got to go through the process. And there's a right process for it. And make sure you have all the ingredients. Along with this, I want to let you know that it's not something I think that you can be perfect at. You've got to have al- give allowances to one another and help each other out through it all. My hope is that as a church, we can help you along the way. We can give you some tools. If you're going through a tough time, I want to let you know, man, we're here to help. If we can't help you ourselves, man, I know some great Christian counselors that I can direct you to and that I can help you get in touch with. I think a lot of people get a little weirded out about counseling. They think, man, it means something's wrong with me. I'm gonna tell you what, when my truck makes a weird noise, I'm taking it to a guy who knows about trucks. When my marriage starts making weird things, I'm going to go someone knows about marriages, knows about my mind. That's not not called being less or weak. It's called being smart. That's what you should do. We'd love to help you out in whatever you're going through and help prepare you for the future. So with that, I'm going to pray for you in this week that we're going into. I hope you have a fantastic week. Maybe you go home and make some biscuits and gravy for your spouse or you practice because your spouse might want some biscuits and gravy one day. (laughs) everything you do. Let Christ be at the center of it. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the time that we get to spend with one another. I thank you for this experience that you allow me to have with my wife. God, I pray that you continue to allow us to work on making our marriage what it should be. Allow us to focus on committing to one another, not in contract, but in covenant. Help us to continue to pursue right process when it comes to submitting to one another equally you gotta pray that we'd never forget the ingredients that need to be a part of it for it to come out the way that you intended for it to be successful god for those of us in our room that are struggling with these things i pray that you administer to us even as we sing this next song i pray that you challenge us and charge us and excite us for the future that is ahead even if our spouse isn't excited, if it's someone listening, we feel like we're pulling them along the way. God, I pray your Holy Spirit would give us the power to continue to pursue you amongst all of it. And God, for those of us that are waiting, I pray that you prepare us now for those, that one that is ahead. Allow us to work on ourselves, to get ourselves prepared. I thank you, and we believe that as we continue to pursue you and follow your ways, the best is yet to come, and we're excited for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said
0: As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.